I think the one I got was I think I I rustled it up, but this one was gifted. This one was a gifted. Did the people know that you have a passion for lobster mugs? I don't think so. No, just I think a happy- it came from my parents, or maybe I got it. Now I'm now I'm questioning everything. Yeah. Oh no, you don't want to start doing that, Brian. No, but that's what we're here for. Is exactly. to question everything. To question everything and nothing. Mm. Mm. Life. Ooh. The afterlife. Life. The afterlife. Love. On love. Women from Long Island. It's <laughs> also all going that. off. It's all going off. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to stick my neck out here, but Brian, I believe you love a, a woman from Long Island. I do. I do yeah. love a woman from Long Island. From Long Island. <laughs> and and you also love Paula. Boom. Boom. Oh Paula. wow. I oh, Brian, you walked straight into that one. Are you are you accusing me of marital infidelity? Is that what's going on here, that's, Nicholas? That's what I'm accusing. Old Nikolai. Fair, fair and square. Fuck you. Fair, fair play. Fair play. Quite right. Fair. I overstepped the mark there, and for that, I apologize to both you and Paula, and the other woman. Boom! I he's done it again. You have to get up pretty early to beat me, Brian. Fuck. Yeah, I'm, oh, really man, I'm, just, I'm swearing. I'm just, I'm just effing and jeffing today. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I've done you up like a kipper, Brian. Yeah, I'm, I'm just in a in full tizzy mode. Yep, quite right, quite right too. These hammer yep. blows, real heavyweight jokes there. Anyway, boom, boom, mic drop, that sort of thing, you know. Anyway, I apologize, everybody. Let's move on from this. Yeah, let's move on, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I did I did watch an episode of uh, Ghost Adventures. Uh huh. Um, Go on. I think I fell asleep during it, and I really don't remember it. <laughs> oh, Brian! Brian! It wasn't. It, it wasn't a, you know what? I I made the fatal mistake of watching it. I wasn't. I I didn't watch it in a pointed um focused manner no like i just did it on a whim to watch it yeah. i didn't do it with the intention of like pod pod mining yeah you were just going and i fucked up but listen listen brian if it happens once that's okay if it happens twice then mm-hmm. we're gonna have to have words and if it happens thrice that's it we're done that's it okay that's- um let me ask you what time were you watching this uh episode it was late it was because for yeah. me it would be the killer zone to watch in would be between the hours of four and four twenty three, because mm-hmm. that is when I unilaterally shut down the old body just shuts down and all dad dads needs a nap. Mm-hmm. I'm oft, I'm often to be found on the floor, but God bless her, my smaller child. If she sees me on the floor now, this speaks volumes. She will she will go and get a cushion and literally says cushion cushion. Because she knows oh. what's happening. It's very sweet. God bless her. She knows old dad is shutting down. Yeah, old dad's just sprawled amongst the toys on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But so I have tried to watch. I've tried to watch at those hours. And it's very difficult mm-hmm. for me to keep focused. It's tough. Yeah. It is very tough. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, let's see. Old Zachy looking pretty much like he always do. Yep. Now tell um, me. Whoa, 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 
because is this was this an early episode where Zach is wearing sort of a crushed velvet trench coat and maybe some sort of army surplus boots uh, and also sort of his lack of tats or is this the later one where he's got a stylist and he's got it's still the same ballpark it's still an executive mm-hmm. goth but now it's like boy band goth in a sort of a cap black cap with a flat peak and maybe like a leather jacket and maybe some black leather trousers um is what what, what, what era zach are we looking at here we, we were looking at an early one um yeah, yeah he still hadn't he, he wasn't quite refined into like a uh a goth member of one direction yeah. or anything quite exactly yet. exactly did he have now tell me this did he have a pendant maybe a nice chunky pendant i think he might have I think yeah of course he did yeah. of course he did yeah from his own collection okay his yeah. own zach bagan's collection at target okay very good. yeah very good. i so the and you know what i got vetoed from watching a new one paula mm. paula did not want to watch a new one she was she's more into watching the old ones but they, they have been cranking episodes out What's the reason? Is this because she just wants she wants to see them in their their correct timeline, or is this she just doesn't yeah. like the the newer episodes? Oh, I don't think she likes the newer episodes. I think that's the issue, really, because yeah. they've really. I think they they even know they're stretching it. They're starting to stretch it thin a little bit. Okay, they're starting to stretch the format a little thin because there is, there's so much. What are they stretching it out to? What are we looking at? It's just like like the like when once you start watching it, and I think this is maybe why I'm starting to fall asleep, is that it's just they all blend together. They're all sure. starting to blend together a little bit. They're starting to sort of look at haunted box cars, um, yeah. sort of garage parking lots, that sort of thing. Is yeah. that what we're doing? They, yeah. But but you know, power to them in the sense that they've actually been managing to crank out a lot of episodes in the pandemic. Okay. Which, it's very well, surprising. I think they're in their own little pod, and then they go to these places that are pretty much abandoned. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. the, I think they're able to kind of still keep the format of what they typically do. Okay. Um, well, but I they gonna, have, I think, reduced interactions with people, you know? Well, I was going to say the one thing that, that that would be good for Zach, because we all know he has his very professional mm-hmm. uh, masks. He already has the filtered masks. I he mean, was ahead he of the curve. Yeah. He's like that one person you see in Costco that has the proper, like the gas mask, the sort of thing. Yeah. What would you call those? Those sort of like the nodes on either side, the big plastic. They're like filters. They're like uh, the big filters. filters. Yeah. yeah. Almost look like a sort of Star Wars character, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Called yeah. Wingo Jazz or something. <laughs> Wingo Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The the This is totally a tangent, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do my homework, so this is going to be a tangent episode, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the names of Star Wars characters, mm-hmm. particularly per, like particularly in the prequels, we'll say yeah. episode Star Wars Episode One. Yeah. Pod race scene. Yeah, the notorious pod race scene. Yeah. Has some of the most insane, like it. You can really tell off the cuff names. Yeah. Cleg yeah. hold fast. <laughs> Qu- uh, Quadraneros. Quadraneros. That's a qu- see. I actually can't remember any of the names. I just remember um, sort of at the same that that same point of the the pod racing. I was just struck dumb 
by the astounding little anti-Semitic character who runs the sort of garage and being like with my brother, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, oh, what? Uh, you mean um, Watto? Yeah, exactly. I'm a Tordarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mind tricks don't work on me. Oh, yeah. It is going back and watching that. It's like, whoa. It's like the whole Have you ever, I just, I listened not that long ago to Peter Serafinowicz, um, uh, legendary comedian and favorite of the pod, Peter Serafinowicz, um, mm-hmm. because he was the voice of Darth Maul. And, yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about the whole process and like, um, uh, anyway, I can't remember. There was a really funny story about him actually being sat with, um, I was going to say Matt Lucas, George Lucas, sort of doing the, doing <laughs> the voices, <laughs> different Lucases, very different Lucases, but doing the voices and him sort of, I can't remember what he said, but it was very funny, hilarious, good story for me. I can't remember any of the facts, but the bit that struck me was that he was like a massive Star Wars fan, was like super excited, paid for his brother and his brother's girlfriend to come with him to like the um, the gala opening, mm-hmm. um, which I think he said was in New York or LA. I can't remember. Anyway, but he was like, listen, I'm going to pay for it. We're all going to go. And them just starting and and sort of getting, being like, wait, what? Like when it started, the whole scroll comes down on the mm-hmm. first one and it's like a fucking trade war in the EU or something. And he was like, what? Like, okay. And then just getting more and more... Like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Um, yeah, it's all there from yeah. Jar Jar oh, Binks, yeah. let's all remember, is just can't forget him. Can't forget Jar Jar Binks. I think um, even with Peter Serafinowicz too, I think if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure he's uncredited in that. Yeah, movie. and I think he's un- yeah, that was and I think that was yeah. exactly I think that was the sort of the crux of the whole story. He's uncredited yeah. at the end. It's like, it's, oh, yeah. I'm so glad. And he had to pay, like, they didn't pay for his travel either. They were just like, yeah. oh, you can come if you want. We'll give you a ticket. But, like, incredible, amazing scenes. Yeah. He, um, yeah, because the the actual guy was, the the guy that actually was, like, the the body, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll say that, yeah. of Darth Maul was just yeah. a stunt guy. Yeah. I think I think they had intended to actually cast someone else, too. And then I think they were doing most of the training stuff and they're like, we're, there's no way we're going to have enough time for this, the training guy to figure it out and then get someone else, you know, just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it with that big naughty staff. Sorry. There's something going on here. My word, the, the respect shown for my podcast is outstanding in this household. Oh dear, Brian. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Words of Rodney Dangerfield. I can't get no respect. That was a pretty spot on impression. If I do, it was pretty good. Did he? He also said, "I can't get no satisfaction." Right? He did. He did, and he he had that trademark clap and head. Oh yeah, that's Rodney Dangerfield, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever see the footage of Rodney Dangerfield in the White House with the Obamas? Just Rodney Dangerfield, (laughs) just strutting around, doing that. Yeah, just doing that. It's pretty intense. Anyway, what we saying? Yeah, the names, the names of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hold on. Let's. You know what? Let's do. Should we see if we can find some sort of generator for ourselves? Pod rate. Ooh, can you do that? You look for that. Let's. But what I want to do is, I just want to look up all the names. So, the a lot of these names really stuck with me from the pod race because there was a pod racing video game that yeah. came out on the N sixty four, which was actually really great. But just from watching that, 
um, it just really, uh, it just, it really hammered in the fact that these names were just insane, like completely, completely insane. Let's see if I can get, get all the names here. Well, there's Sebulba. That one's everyone knows Sebulba. Um, Gascano. Yeah. Craig Holdfast. Craig Holdfast. That's my favorite so far. That's my favorite one. That's that, that's definitely my favorite one. Um, also, if you go back and watch that movie, that scene, the pod race scene, is like 40 minutes long. Like it's it's no joke. It's, it's bananas. It's more than a quarter of the movie. Um, which I guess was a I think it was a decision uh of George Lucas because he was like the whole idea there, right? Is he was he was super into Oh, what do they fucking call it? Like drag racing. Like, you know, like, like, you know, he was, uh, he was a kid of, of that era, like the James Dean car culture thing. So he was very into that. Like, well, that's the whole, what's it called? The papes, you know, what's, what's that movie? He did What was the movie? The, um, uh, American graffiti. Yeah. Cause that's all that, right? They're all just like whizzing around there. Yeah. So like, that's what he was basically, he wanted to do that, but in space. Nice. So he had a lot of heart for that scene. Absolutely. And, um, I don't know, did I ever, have I ever told you about this? The, the, the doc that's about the making of, of, uh, episode one. Have you talked no. about this before? No, no. If you get a chance, there is a, a doc that's pretty much completely, um, assembled from like, uh, archival footage of mm-hmm. just of them making the movie and the whole movie is pretty much like uh, a bunch of producers and and creative people that are just afraid to tell george lucas no <laughs> that <laughs> so it's absolute like, dog shit and it's like well one it's absolute dog shit two it's like way over budget and not yeah. enough time so like the the movie sets the stage and what's i love docs that are like this where it's not like the narrator just speaking over it and then, you know, showing like doing like the Ken Burns stuff. Like, I mean, I like certain docs like that, but this one, it's pretty much just like, they took a bunch of stuff that was like, you know, people filming as the movie was making like sets and stuff. And it's just sort of assembled in a way that creates this narrative, this overarching thing. And like, just there's so much tension in the fact that, George Lucas is just micromanaging and making all these crazy fucking decisions. I like to imagine that it's just a lot of shots of people just giving each other like side eye. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the, what sets the tone for the whole movie. This is, I'll have to send you a link to it because it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, The movie starts with uh, all these like storyboard artists and producers rolling out these like, uh, almost like whiteboards just full of all the different storyboards for all the different scenes. And it's George Lucas holding two uh, highlighters, one yellow one, one pink one. And he's circling, circling. He's like, this is CG. This is live action. This is CG. And like, and during it, there's just these producers in the back that are like standing there, like wide eyed, like just like shaking their heads being like, this is insane. Like there's, there's no fucking way. But no one can tell him no because nobody can tell him. Nobody can tell him. It's an amazing doc. It's it's absolutely great. What's it called? 
I have to find it. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, Brian, we're gonna do a name. We're gonna do the yeah. name generator. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm. It's. It's already. Okay, it's filled in mine. We're gonna go me first. Okay. This is all all about me. Here we go. Oh, Tarek Habia. Okay. Ooh, wow, that's pretty you, good. You are a wandering trader from Bonadan. There we go. I don't think any of us thought that was going to come up, but there we go. No. Okay. Now it it's almost seems to... like it's completely random. It does. How dare you? Okay. Let's do you, Brian. Here we Pop go. Here we go. Let's do this. Oh, this is a good one. Ruchpa Madin. Oh, Brian, this is what we all wanted to hear. You are a foolish young hero from Alderaan. Oh, Alderaan. And I, oh, that's not good, though. Alderaan gets blown up. Yeah, but maybe you get out before it happens. Yeah, well, that's it. Although that's I'm the, foolish, though. Nah, that's all right. That's the best type of hero. What? Well, Brian, what type of hero isn't a bit foolish? Am I right? There we go. Yeah. Um, I feel like it really lowers my chances of getting on off of Alderaan yeah. before it blows up. Well, Brian, you have to take that uh, move for yourself, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's okay. There we go. I can't even remember my name already, but there we go. One for the listeners. Um, what was mine? Adina Medell? Ruchpa Medin. Okay. Ruchpa, R U C H B A, Ruchpa Medin, just like somebody who's called Medin or Medine, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm glad we did that. That solved a few problems. Um, like, uh, it sounds very close to what was the what was the John Travolta th thing? Adele Nazim. Adele Nazim. Yeah, Nazim. Nazim. Was it Adele Nazim or Nazim? <laughs> Something like that. That's yeah. kind of what it sounds like to me. It's when he uh, completely botched someone's Taleb Nadim Taleb Nadim. Wow, what was? Anyway, it was amazing. Yeah. Adim. I think Adim Nazel. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was. What was it? <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Uh, lots of Googling this episode, but that's okay. A lot of Googling. That's okay. No worries. My, my problem with Googling, when, when you listen to a podcast and somebody is Googling, is when you can hear keys tapping and somebody's telling a story or saying something, and you can patently tell the other person is not listening to a word mm. the other person saying because they're too busy Googling, but they don't mention it. There's no mention, yeah. and we just pretend. And it's quite often, I listen to a podcast where quite often they do this, and they'll tell a genuinely funny story, and the other person is obviously Googling, and they just go, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and you're I like, come that. on. Yeah. And that takes away, and then like you would normally, I would yeah. laugh. And it almost takes makes you like backtrack on your laugh a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's – I have trouble because I don't usually know when to laugh. I need that um, like a yeah. laugh track or something. Famously. Famously. That's why you won't watch The Office because it doesn't have a laugh track. Yeah, it doesn't have a laugh track. So I need I need another person to be laughing so I know when to yeah. laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I am lost. You're I don't like, know. You just like look around like yeah. just looking for a cue. Famously I can't. So. I can't read any kind of social situation in no. any capacity. No, famously so. You know that though. Yeah, I've always known that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where you got your nickname, mm -hmm. Brian. No uh, laughs. Adina Menzel. Yeah, that's how I got that nickname. Exactly. 
Exactly. Now, I have been desperately searching around, and I didn't watch an episode of anything this week, Brian, and I have to apologize. That was my homework. Um, we, we both kind of fucked up. It's okay. Oh, I fudged it this week, I've got to say. Uh, but I do have some valid excuses, mainly being that I finally put my dartboard up. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. I got that bad boy for my birthday, which we all remember is mid-April, and I finally put it up two days ago. Just almost, almost in time for your next birthday. Exactly. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so I haven't played darts in about seven years. I had my first darts championship with my good friend, Mike Smithy Smith, who mm. is, and you'll be impressed by this, Brian, chairman of the Mexican Darts Association. Wow. Now, admittedly, there's Dark only royalty. about... Yeah, exactly. Um, darts, the game of kings, of course. Um, now... Admittedly, there is only about six members to the Mexican Darts Association, and it was formed mm. in a joke. But they did get official tickets offered to them by the World Darts Championship. Sure, they would have needed to make their own way to Britain for it, but that's another story. I'm digressing. Uh, so I played yesterday for the first time. Competitive matches has been pretty intense. I lost about mm. 17 matches, but I won the final one. But Brian, I made a hell of a mistake when I was playing yesterday because we play on Zoom. My friend said mm-hmm. to me, are you that you look a bit close to the dartboard? And I said, How dare you? I've looked at the official, I've got a piece of paper, it says mm. how far back you have to be. I have a measuring tape. Seven foot nine and a quarter is the official measurement away from the dartboard. I was like, How dare you look at this? He was like, All right. So last night I just I thought, do you know what? I'm actually gonna go back and measure. Brian, I was a good two foot short of that. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Dear oh dear. Dear, oh dear. Oh, man. Oh. I was just going to say, how dare they how? make that kind of accusation? Like, wild you know, accusation. camera does wild tricks as it is. It does. How dare they make, although you were, you were, uh, I, was, I was bang out of order, Brian. Cheating. I was, I was a cheating, a cheating Jeff, as I believe your family call it. Um, yeah. So do, do you all, were all your, uh, games, competitive games nullified then? I haven't told him. I'm not going to tell him. Mm. You're going to have to put an asterisk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was a sweet one. Finally beat him. He's very good at darts. I haven't played in about seven years. Anyway, that was when I was planning to watch um, a little bit of Zaki B. And unfortunately, I'm afraid I just got carried away with the darts. That's actually, that sounds really fun. Oh, it's tremendous. Every listener out there, get a dartboard. It's hours of fun. Honest to God. It's a game of kings. Love it. I like darts. I remember I, I never played all that much but there was like a couple bars i remember in new york that i would go to and they would actually yeah. have like dart setups and i'd really enjoy doing it oh, it's tremendous fun it's tremendous yeah. it's great yeah. and the darts crowd are a nice crowd nobody's nobody's too aggressive it's good it's good fun I'm trying i'm trying to remember there was this maybe i even was there with you i can't remember but there was this place maybe it was in like alphabet city that was like the whole back mm-hmm. was like there was like a couple, it was almost like a bowling alley where there was like multiple lanes of. Yeah, you, that's a, what's it? Or did you come with us to the Kettle of Fish? Did you ever come to Kettle of Fish? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was Kettle of Fish. Any listeners out there, if you go to New York, go to the Kettle of Fish, have a game of darts. There's two dartboards in the Kettle of Fish we always used to go to. There's another place, I can't remember its name. We used to go to one in Alphabet City that had, that had a few dartboards. I think I must have taken, I think I, I think I went, I think we went with you once. We used to go quite a lot. Yeah. yeah that's like that's ringing a bell now yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Anyway, there we go. One for New York watchers out there. And also fans yeah. of darts. Tremendous, tremendous. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we were just we were just talking about New York bars and stuff recently and just how much just in general going to bars we miss, but then also yeah. um particularly just being in New York and being able to go bar yeah, hopping was exactly. such a uh, a good oh, time. Tremendous, tremendously good times, Brian. Tremendously good times. Yeah. Here's us. We're both gonna start crying on air. There we go. <laughs> I just miss it so much, Brian. Okay, but I'm going to pick the spirits back up because, yes, yeah. I didn't do my homework, but, Brian, I've got a word of the day for you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Gleet. 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 G-L-E-E-T. That's the one. Do you know what a gleet is, Brian? No. What do you think a gleet could be? A gleet. A gleet. Sounds like cleat. Mm-hmm. A, have you ever heard of gleeking? Gleek? No, I have not. Gleek is like you know when like sometimes you move your tongue and then you you like it like oh, saliva almost shoots that out. What that is that used to happen to me all the time and I never had a word for it. That's a gleek. Gleek. This squirts out just like some sort yeah. of like I don't know like some sort of snake poison or something. Yeah, that's a yeah. gleek. But a gleet. Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking maybe something that holds a wire to a post. I like it. It's not that. Do you want me to tell you what gleet is? I want to know. It's pretty out there, Brian. It is a matchstick covered in gonorrheal pus. <laughs> now, Brian, I know okay. what you're thinking. Why would a matchstick be covered in gonorrheal pus? That did go through my head. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell from the look on your face. Well, let me tell you this, Brian. Back in the day, which I presume is around about the First World War, if you had gonorrhea, Brian, you got to go to the hospital for four weeks. So people used, if they got gonorrhea, they would swab their little their little peen with a matchstick, and then they would hoik it around to any to the to the highest bidder. Who wants to touch a gonorrhea? Who wants to touch a gonorrhea? Who wants the gleet? Got a gleet here? Anybody want a gleet? And somebody would say, "Oh yeah, I'll take a gleet off your hands." Get that, pull down the trousers, then get that matchstick in the old urethra, give it a good old rummage around. There you go. Bingo, bango. You've got gonorrhea. The gleet goes to the highest bidder. Yep. Gleet goes to the highest bidder. You get four sweet, sweet weeks in the hospital. That is horrifying. But yeah. at the same time, pretty smart. Like, Yeah, fair play. In the I hospital mean, being, versus being gassed like, or blown up. And I think at that point, Gonorrhea was pretty treatable. I think at this point we're still looking at like getting your urethra scrubbed out with some wire wool. I think oh, that's really? where we're looking. Yeah. Oh, or like man, some crazy know, some crazy scrubbing, I think. Because this is pre – we don't have – there's no um, – Because wouldn't that just be antibiotics? There's no antibiotics then. We're still oh, looking. We're still right. shy. Oh. This is still shy of the antibiotics. This is still shy of penicillin right right okay then penicillin mm-hmm. you're looking you're looking at like the, the the cusp is like the like late 30s early 40s that's where right, we're going right yeah you're yeah. not sure now are mm-hmm. you you're not sure are you mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it's still preferable to being blown up or sort of gassed with mustard yeah gas. yeah probably probably i mean it's a close call yeah mm. 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 <laughs> mm. Yeah, know. no, it's probably better than being dead. Mm. 
probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. And I don't want to sound like a gross male macho. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to get gonorrhea, you might as well have some fun getting it. <laughs> I mean, to just get the old match. I guess if you need it in a pinch, if you need it yeah. in a pinch. If you need it in a pinch. <laughs> if you need gonorrhea in a pinch. Yeah. God damn it. Does anybody have a glee? Yeah. Good word, guy, though. What's a guy got to do for a glee these days? That is a great word. Yeah. Like a glee. It's, it feels very slangy, it which does. I like. Um, but it's not a piece of slang I've ever heard. No. Or even considered. No. 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 And gleat around here. Got, who do I have to blow to get a fucking gleat around here? Um, which just reminded me of: Were you there for a friend of ours from the Apple Store left, and her and her boyfriend were going to move to Hawaii, hmm. and we met them for a goodbye drink in a bar, and it was full of a whole load of friends. And in the bar, there was this group of like four or five rowdy sort of New Jersey construction workers oh, wow. who were just singing a fence. Were you there? Were you there for this? I don't know if I was there for this. I don't remember if you were, but I, anyway, it was in Brooklyn and it was a nice bar. And these guys were just, at first it was a bit like, oh, they're a bit rowdy. But then they, they were just very drunk and started singing really offensive songs and um, were just being general dicks. And everybody else in the bar was just nice. It wasn't a hipster bar. It was just a totally normal bar. There's a full range of people in there. It's not like, oh, these are just douchey Brooklyn hipsters. No, this is just normal, normal peeps, good people, a full selection of people. And these guys finally got up and left. And as they walked out the door, the whole bar as one just erupted into a cheer and started clapping. Just as like they closed, the last one closed the door. And, um, what was really great about it is one of them, the rowdiest of them all, just whipped around, flew around, bang, the door goes open. And he just stands there and let out the immortal line of, why don't you blow me in the window of Macy's? <laughs> okay, I wasn't there for that because that I would have remembered. Remember that. And that had the best reaction ever, like – the most crushing reaction it could of everybody just burst out laughing at him. Everybody as one, the bar just laughed at him. At my school, we would, it would have been, it wow. would have been we would have, um, at my school, the reaction wouldn't have been laughing. It would have been everybody who shouted, ah, yeah, dick. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> oh, That's incredible. It was an amazing moment. It was so good. Blow me in the window of Macy's. Holy shit. Holy moly. Wow. That's yeah. – yeah, no, I, w- I think I would have remembered that. That's yeah. that's yeah. incredible. It was amazing. <laughs> it was truly amazing. It's one of my favorite ever New York bar moments. It had everything. Yeah. had it all. had it all. The New yep. Jersey, New Jersey construction workers yep. got it. Yep. It had everything. It had everything. I say New Jersey. He could have been a Long Island man. Um, mm-hmm. 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 Well, he was on the island already, so possibly. Yeah. Right. He just had a, he just had more of a Jersey feel about him somehow. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just so good. I've never quite been in a situation where a bar has reacted as one. And it was quite yeah, a that's, bar. Yeah, yeah. That's 
just to be able to to all come together like that is that's a, just, a very unique thing. And it was just a spontaneous moment of them leaving and everybody just erupting in a cheer of, yay, <laughs> off you fuck. Um, yeah, quality, good times. I like the idea of him coming back in, though. Like, oh, almost like, starts, like but Exactly. That's why it had it all. You know, and the rest of them, a couple of them, one guy just turned around and gave us like a smiling. He gave us a, he, he, he flipped us off, but he mm-hmm. did it with a smile like, ah, yeah. OK, fuck you guys. But like, you know, it wasn't nasty. It wasn't aggressive. Yeah, um, he probably had the uh, the self awareness to understand maybe exactly. that they're being a, bit, a little obnoxious. Whereas exactly. the, the Macy's man, Macy's maybe man. maybe he would have in a different you know state of uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. But. I don't think so. And what I loved about this is that like a family saying. Do you think that's like one? Of, is that like a common family saying that he has? Is because it, it was as if like oh we all know this phrase right? We mm. all use this phrase. It's a common phrase. Blow me in the window of Macy's. Wow. You know? Wow. I wonder if that is. I wonder if that's like I mean, I've never heard that before. No. But I mean Amazing. I don't know. <laughs> Blow me in the window of Macy's. Blow me in the window of Macy's, Brian. I think Good it's time. a folk song too. I think it is. A Willie Guthrie folk song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Along with that one about Mr. Trump being a racist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um let me have a look here, Brian. I heard another great fact. Another great fact. I think you're going to like this, Brian. I bet I will. Mary Shelley. Now, this is good. Mm. See, this is a good sign, too. Mary Shelley just fits the theme. Here we go. Theme. Mary Shelley lost her virginity on the grave of her mother. I actually knew that. You knew that? That I did Mary- know. That's one for Mary Shelley watchers. How good is that? What a place to lose your virginity. It's, uh, that's how she came up with the idea for Frankenstein, too. Absolutely. Sure. Of course she did. Of course it she did. just hit her like a bolt of lightning. Boom! I'm going to make a, a book. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write a book about a construction of a monster that comes to life, but it's actually about the corruption of innocence. That's what I'm going to do. Fuck. Boom. That's it. Yep. That's it. All whilst, um, getting, all whilst having some rumpy pumpy on the old gravestone of her mother. Mm-mm. That's wild. Yeah. What a, what, that's a choice. That's mm-hmm. a choice. Because her and Percy, and I believe it was the Percy Bysshe Shelley, that they just went out for a walk. Their first date, they went for a walk, ended up in the graveyard. Hey, do you know what? My mom's gravestone is just over there. You want to see it? You know, I actually would like to see it. I would like to see Mary Wollstonecraft's grave. Let's mm-hmm. go and have a look. And obviously... One thing led to another? One thing led to another. The old atmosphere in a graveyard, I've always found it very seductive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before you knew it, the old, the old pants were around the ankles and chalks away. And Frankenstein was born. And Frankenstein was born in that moment. Wow. Wowzer. Wowzer, yowzer, bowzers. What a time. What a time to be alive. Did you uh did you ever did you ever have to read Frankenstein for school or anything? Uh do you know what? I feel like we did. I don't remember that, but I do remember the movie. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um uh, who was who was uh Frankenstein in that one? In was this it? one it was the Robert De Niro one. Oh. 
I think I've seen we've all I've all seen a couple of them. Uh, yeah, there's, there's been a bunch. There's been a bunch. I feel like we did read the book. I feel like we did read the book, but I can't really. I don't know. Did you have? Did you ever read it? I did, and it was like at a point where I think I was expecting something very different. I was like, "Yeah, Frankenstein." Fuck yeah! I was ready for like bolts in the in the neck, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Read the book, obviously very different. Yeah, a pretty different story. I think if I read it now, I would appreciate it and really like sure. it. But I remember kind of being a kid and being like, I wanted like, you know, sci-fi fantasy, essentially. It was a total snooze fest. It was a bit of a snooze fest. But a good, I mean, I think if I read it now. Yeah, sure. Different it's story. A too, it's a bit too nuanced for a 14-year-old boy. You yeah. know, let's face it. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I have, As I say, I don't remember reading it. But um, ooh, Robert De Niro, what a performance. I don't Brian. think I've seen that one. It's good. It's Kenneth. Well, I'd say it's good. I don't actually remember if it's good. I think it's good. It's Kenneth Branagh is Dr. Frankenstein, because as we all know, mm-hmm. it's Frankenstein's monster. It's not Frankenstein is not the monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, sure, whatever. It's Bobby. It's all Bobby De Niro is the, the monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Bobby D. Bobby D. And one for British fans of the good life. Of course, Richard Bryars is in it. <laughs> Richard Bryars uh, plays an oak, an oak blind man. Yeah, it's me, Richard Bryars. Anyway, that's one for fans of hmm. fans of the good life. You know, it's not going to mean anything to you, Brian. But there we go. Right over my head. Right over your head. It was a classic Richard Bryars impression, of course. Of course. Ooh, you really missed out on that one, Brian. You must be angry. Um, See you. Yep. So... Frankenstein, why on earth were we talking about that? Mary Wollstonecraft, yes, mm-hmm. losing her virginity of a grave on her, not just any old gravestone, her mother's grave, which I think is the real kicker to that story. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I know every second, yeah. of, every second of my own sexual life, I like to have my parents somewhere ar- knocking around the head. So somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just Obviously she did too. Yeah, absolutely. Quite literally. Just around in there. Yeah, exactly. The old noggin. Uh, that's just me, though. Um, yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say, what was the... Fr- I've definitely seen a Frankenstein movie, and I can't remember which one it was. Oh, man. I think I might have seen James, a really old one. James but, Whale is the really famous one. The James yeah. Whale movie. Was like the, I think that's like the 30s, something like that. And that's James Well, the director, not the um, right-wing British bigoted radio host, of course. Oh, no. Yeah. So be careful, because we've all made that mistake. We've all made the mistake before. We've all been it, there. Frankenstein, 1931. Yeah, this is the yeah. one I was thinking of. I was trying to remember. Okay, no, I did uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah. 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 Um, what were they going to do? They were going to bring back... The, um, I mean, everything these days is a, is a reboot in some capacity, right? Damn straight um, it is. They were, <laughs> they were planning on doing like a whole Universal Monsters rehash reboot thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they made what was the, which was the one, uh, shit, they, they made one and it bombed so hard that they basically scrapped the entire thing. It was like, um, what was it? What, Fuck, was, what it? was it? There was like a reboot of uh, it wasn't Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Uh, 
I had to look it up. Uh, Monsters reboot. Now, have you read Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? I haven't. I don't think I've ever read it. That's a great little book. And I'll tell you what's surprising about that. Every So in my head, whenever you see like a movie version or you see anything in fiction about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Hyde, the monstrous Dr. Jekyll, is huge, right? He's like a big muscle man, like a big thug of a man. No. In the book, Dr. Mr. Hyde is actually like a weird, like little stunted small guy like an evil Mm. little horrible little creature but he's not big that was my takeaway from the whole book he's not big he's like he actually shrinks down and is a strange little crumpled creature some point he literally runs over a kid i seem to remember like but literally like when i say run i mean like feet like running yeah Yeah. tramples on him anyway it's a good book it's a little book it's only little it's only ickle ickle itty bitty it's a bitty book that's yeah. Whenever I that's that's interesting because I feel like in every other depiction, he's huge. Any other form, yeah, he like he does like a Hulk thing. Is the clothes yeah. rip? He's got the the almost cut off sh- shorts exactly from the no, quads. Sir. Really big. No, sir. It's basically he does. The, he's basically the equivalent of like when you pretended when you were little and you would pretend to be small and you would put your shoe. You would like put your knees on top of your shoes and you would shuffle around half height. That's basically mm-hmm. it. That's basically wow. what he is. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, I'm I'm glad they switched it around though, because that's just that's more it's not um it's not so defamation. Us short people. Uh, sure. Don't, we don't need it. We don't, don't need it. Sure. Sure. We don't fucking need it. You don't fucking need it. Quite right too. Quite right too, Brian. Um, I had to look it up. It was the Mummy. There was the new. They were going to do this whole reboot that was called the Dark Universe, and it was going to yep. be a reboot of the whole universal monsters thing. Gotcha. They made that most recent mummy film, the mummy with Tom Cruise and it tanked so hard. I have never even heard of that. Haven't heard of it. Oh my God. Well, I'll, I'll have to dig it up for you, but there was this trailer that came out for it. And there's this scene where it's Tom Cruise in a plane that's crashing and they did some weird thing with the audio because it was like him screaming uh-huh. And they like, they must not have gotten like the audio take that they wanted. So they just like used the same scream over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ah! and then like, as the plane's crashing, it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it is like, and they actually ended up tra- like changing the trailer because it had such like the gotcha. internet just like, sh- just ripped it to pieces. Cause it was, yeah. it was hilarious. Like, yeah. I remember like I saw the trailer like it came on as like like as an ad before like yeah. on, like on YouTube and like it like usually I'm not paying any attention but I remember hearing that and being like <laughs> what was that completely scrapping whatever I was doing and yeah. just like looking it up and then just watching it over and over cuz like the the audio was just it was crazy yeah. so then they swapped that out it got fixed, but then that movie still just completely just tanked, tanked, and they just scuttled. They scuttled the entire. Uh, which one? Which one? Which, is that the? Is that the? Now that universe is that like the Batman universe? Is that the the Batman Superman universe, or is that the Marvel universe? Excuse this me. is this would be like its own thing. Its this own would, thing. Yeah, it's like I think that that's what they were going for, though. They wanted to like do what like you know. Marvel has done. You got the mummy. You got Frankenstein's monster. You got Dracula. 
this is going to be immense. This is going to be huge. Actually, we're just we're not we're not going to now. It's all yeah, and then they're just like, fuck it, we're not going to do this. That's all because they did like the um, they rebooted what's it called like the Invisible Man, the one with uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss was in it. That looks like it was okay. I just I think that was like supposed to be quite dark, a bit. You know, yeah, yeah. It seems like it was okay. I, I didn't see it. But... I didn't watch it though. Not going. Yeah, to. yeah. There's something about the Invisible Man in general that just eh, doesn't kinda, catch imagination. It kind of creeps me out a little bit too. It's like very uh, rapey. It feels very rapey to me. Definitely rapey. Definitely. Which is always like seemingly like the theme of the Invisible Man, which is just I'm just like, mm. yeah. I think it was that movie. What was that? Uh, Hollow Man. Do you remember that movie coming out? I remember the name. I don't remember the actual movie. Yeah, I think it's. Is it Kevin? Is it Kevin Bacon? Is the Hollow Man? Who's the Hollow Man? That's a good Hollow friend. Man. It's uh, it is Kevin Bacon. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's some good good shots from this. I'll I'll send them your way. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Invisible Man never, yeah. never really tickled my fancy, to be yeah, honest. The monster ones. <sighs> The monster ones, because they're just kind of silly. If it's like, if they're not doing it, if you're not going to make it, if you're not going to do it, it doesn't, I don't know, it just somehow doesn't fit in with the whole. Yeah. Um, like, if you're going to do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like, make it freaky. Like, you could do that really well. Yeah. Because it is, it's an unsettling book. It's sort of unsettling. You could do that well. Go for it. But don't, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's such a bummer about Elizabeth Moss? It's like, she's amazing. Really great yeah. actress, but she's a she's like a Scientologist, big time Scientologist. Such yep. a such a bummer. Yeah, that bums me out because she's great. Yeah, I know, I know, Brian. I hate that. We better be careful, Brian. We'll have the Scientologist lawyers on our on our back. <laughs> yeah, they'll be. They'll be. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise cussing us out. I just randomly listened to a podcast with oh fuck, what's she called? Yeah, wait a second. My brain don't my brain don't work. Leah Ramini, big time ex Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on about it all. Ex, holy ex, uh, ex Scientologist, though, right? Ex Scientologist, holy moly, brought up a Scientologist. Then yeah, life. yeah, holy holy moly, it's nuts. It's cuckoo bananas. Yeah, yeah. But- we could do a whole we could do a whole pod on Scientology. Yeah, but then we'd end up being sued, Brian, and we'd be put out of business. Yeah. We'd end up in Scientology jail. <laughs> I think Paula Paula just watched a doc. Paula on was it. in Scientology jail? She was. Yeah. Just for a little bit. Yeah. It was more of a slap on the wrist more so than anything. Sure. Right? Just a fright. Just a you know, yeah. just to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was um, watching a doc on it. Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no, so, it wasn't going clear, but it was a different one that's come out that was very interesting. That was just like it's it is um the the craziest part for me as like from I I just was sort of popping in and out as she was watching it. But as they were making this doc, the Church of Scientology sort of got wind that they were making it yep. and then essentially started making a counter doc. So like it- they would be filming. And then people would show up yeah. as they were filming with cameras yeah. or like would sort of like be off. And then like, you know, members of the crew would be like, would go up to these people like, what are you, yeah. what are you guys doing here? And like, they wouldn't identify themselves, but it was like, they said, right. oh, they were hired by the church of Scientology to, to make yeah. this, but they were absolutely like 
church yeah. members. Like it was, it's, it was weird. Was it Louis? Was it the Louis Theroux doc? It might have been because he's he does a podcast and that's who's talk. So he's talking to her, and I think you know one of the reasons she's talking to him is because he has also made a doc about mm-hmm. Scientology. So she was talking to him about it. It's really good. Give it a give it a give it a listen. Yeah. I'll have to give it a, uh, a listen. I can't remember what his podcast called. Wait a minute. Wait wait a minute, Brian. This is great podcasting. Me looking up the name of another podcast. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> grounded with louis theroux hmm, okay it's good it's good take, a, look. take yeah. a listen take a listen have a listen take a look uh, take a listen. yep um brian this has gone slightly off topic but i had a sudden memory the other day that about my um my brother and my meeting with the exorcist if we go oh. back to previous pod mm-hmm. i think now i maybe i said this at the time but i can't remember and i just wanted to double check because it was my favorite incident of the whole meeting i can't couldn't remember if i said it and i think i didn't but maybe i did and if i did hell let's just re let's, let's do it did i now i mentioned that he ate this the the rind of the cheese right i mentioned that mm-hmm. yeah did i did i mention that he all so couldn't even say also there. That was cool. That was a nice moment. Um, he also ate the skin of his wife's kiwi fruit. Yeah, I think we actually talked about that first. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. There we go. Anyway, I, think I was we eating- talked about that, and then you went into talking about the rind of oh. cheese. Because I was eating a kiwi the other night, mm-hmm. and I got a little bit of skin in my mouth, and it gave me that sort of horrible mm-hmm. little, 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 little tingling. Uh, nails on the chalkboard kind of feeling and i thought to myself you know what i didn't tell this to the good people of the pod about that fucking exorcist and that was the craziest bit of it all but it turns out i did so there we go Mm -hmm. uh make that what you will yeah well you you know that's to be honest that's not that much of a tangent because there's the whole um with scientology what their whole idea is that we're like possessed essentially in a way by many, many thetans. Yeah, by all the thetans, which feels like an exorcist thing in a way, right? That's like the whole. Exactly. They, they measure that you don't want the thetans, right? You don't know. I think that's their whole deal. Yeah. I think you can't get rid of them, though. I'm not sure. I'm not I think that's the whole idea is you want to get rid of them. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Because oh, <laughs> oh, that's, what, that's what she was saying. Leah Romini was saying. You don't get that information, though. That's like the big secret that you can't get until you get to like level three. Um, because if you got it before, then you would literally lose your mind if you weren't ready to be told that. You would just, you'd go insane. You'd go cuckoo bananas. Yeah. And she said when they told her, she was like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. It's, that stuff is nutsy, cuckoo. It is. Bananas. Yeah, it is almost as cool uh, as eating a kiwi rind or a banana rind. I thought Eel. you were going to say, I, "I skin." I thought you were going to yeah. say the thing about Scientologists is that they eat kiwi skin. Mm-hmm. They do. We had a uh, a crazy fruit the other day. We get a box sent to us every day. Every day, that's nonsense. Every week, a fruit in a box fruit every a box. day. Ryan, it's a it's fruit that's imperfect. So usually it'll be chucked out, but oh, this company yeah. does it 
called Imperfect Foods. Ugly fruit or something like that. Or there's Ugly Vegetables, I think is the other one. It's a bit like that. But we they also just send regular stuff. But for whatever reason, it's like overstocking in supermarkets where it would go to waste otherwise. Anyway, they sent us randomly. They didn't ask us if we wanted it. They just sent it. Sometimes they give you goodies to try out. Brian, this is where hu- this is the pinnacle of humanity. Okay. We got a fruit. Now, wait for this. It was looked like a gooseberry, right? Mm-hmm. You know gooseberry? You know what a gooseberry looks like? Gooseberry? You'd call it a gooseberry. Oh. <laughs> I fancy. actually don't know what I would call it. Fancy. But okay, you say goose gooseberry. I say gooseberry. I anyway. Hold on. Let me. <laughs> I don't know if I know what this in Britain, in Britain, you would say a gooseberry. You'd probably yeah. say, I could see here, she would, in the United States, you would say a gooseberry, which I think is classy. There we mm-hmm. go. It's delicious anyway. Gooseberry pie, delish. Tart, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know what it looks like. Now, yeah. Brian, imagine cutting that bad. Now, I'm just remember, this is the pinnacle of humanity I'm talking about right now. You've got your gooseberry. And imagine if you were to cut that in half. Brian, inside, it's a kiwi fruit. It's a teeny tiny kiwi fruit. And you can just but pop that in your mouth. You don't need a teeny tiny spoon to scoop out the kiwi. Mm. It's got, they've done away with the skin, Brian, and they've melded. Wow. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> is I it like know. a hybrid? It's some sort of hybrid plant? I hope it is. <laughs> That sounds great. Sounds good to me. Ab- like a kiwi. Ab- absolutely delicious. That sounds great. Mm. I like I like some of those the weird hybrid fruits they've made. Like what's a pluots? Pluots. Those what's are delicious. That? It's like a sort of plumish type thing. What's that a mix of? Uh, I think it's a plum and an apricot. Oh, it's delicious. It's there's, I've had some pluots. Very tasty. Yeah, I think there's grapples, grape apples. What? Okay, okay. Hold on. Hold your horses. Mm-hmm. What? What's? What's like? How does that? How does that? What is? I can't even. I'm. I'm. I've had my mind. I haven't going. had one in a what's, really long time. But it's like. Um, what's like when you bite into it? Is it a grape consistency, but with a crunch? It's like. Um, I think so. I can't remember now, but I remember having it once and liking it. It was like. Yeah, oh, but I've, like, I've, I've just Googled grapple and it's just people wrestling. Yeah, that's grappling. Um, but if you here, you got to scroll down. It's G-R-A-P-P-L-E. Sweet grapple brand. Say graped. Looks like a apple tastes like a grape. Wow. Yeah. Looks like an apple tastes like a grape. Yeah. I'm trying I to have think of other hybrid fruit I like. Apple. I have thought that often when I eat an apple. I think, I wish this tasted like a grape. I wish this tasted like Every time I bite into an apple, I'm like, mm, I kind of wish this tasted like a grape. I mean, I guess it's nice. But I just wish yeah. it tasted like a grape. Mm. True story. True story. True story. True I'll story. tell you what. Speaking of different fruit, um, yeah. Paula made a uh, banana pudding. For her sister's birthday the other day. Oh, go on. And it was no joke. I think the best dessert I've ever had in my life. <sighs> banana pudding. I, I, I never had. I never even heard of banana pudding before I lived mm-hmm. in the states. I think it's a very American thing. It's a very American thing. And somebody told me about banana pudding, 
and I was skeptical brain and I was like banana pudding like mm, okay a banana mm, oh everybody loves a banana absolutely delicious brain yeah delicious I love banana pudding I was so shocked to find how delicious a banana pudding can be yeah incredible you know what's insane too is that it actually doesn't have like there's no banana flavoring in it you put bananas on top that's the, that's the key to it that's key yeah. to it. bananas are one of those fruits that whenever it's synthetic like the synthetic flavor yeah. of a banana is disgusting it doesn't taste anything like banana and it's disgusting but a fresh banana very tasty yeah it's like one of those fruits. I'm trying to think. What's the? There's another. I feel like there's another big one. A synthetic grape never tastes like a grape, um, but there's. I feel like there's a really bad one. I think maybe the banana is the worst of all the synthetic fruit flavors. Uh, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But a fresh banana, delicious. Mm. 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 Delicious. Mm. Um, yeah, I. It, it was amazing. It was. It was. Yeah. Knock my socks off. Good. Knocked your socks off good. That and a flourless chocolate cake. Ooh. It's delicious. What is that? Just a bit of chocolate? <laughs> no, it's just it's a cake without flour. Which flour, Brian? Just are flour. We flour. At, are we looking at almond flour? Are we looking at just one-to-one no gluten-free flour? No flour. It's like – um, what's it? I forget. I forgot how she made it, but it doesn't have flour. No flour. But it's del- it's like fudgy. Ooh. It was good. There used to be um, a kids' candy bar in Britain mm. called just called Cadbury's Fudge, Brian. And I think you'll like their slogan for years, as long as I can remember. Their song and their slogan was, "A finger of fudge is just enough to give your kid a treat." Have you ever heard a worse song than that in your entire life? Wow! Wow! <laughs> It's wow. always amazing, like what flip, like what how how things like that change. Like for example, I've been just watching like a bunch of um, old commercials from like anywhere from like the seventies to the like you know even early two thousands. Like there's just yeah. these great compilations of them, yeah. And it's amazing yeah. what flew. Like there's <laughs> what the the one I've been really enjoying is for this brand of uh, it was gum called Freshen Up Gum, yeah, and. It's one of those gums that had like a gel in the center and it was freshen up gum. The only gum that goes squirt. (laughs) Wow. The only gum that goes squirt. Wow. Wow. Just, I don't think that would fly these days, huh? Just wouldn't fly. You're just not going to have that. Yeah. Gum with some, with a soft center is very sort of, for me, that's like peak nineties. Yeah, yeah. I feel like gum just had like a pretty big it, – it's heydays, heyday. Yeah. Was, Are people still era. eating gum? You never see people eating gum. People eating gum? I, I mean, I think people do. It's just – it's not as – it's, it's not, not a thing that's advertised as much. Or it's just I – think, I think it's sort of uh, – we've passed we're, – we're past peak gum. Did I ever tell you about my gum on a plane story? No. Have I covered this? Have we covered this? Are you I sure? I don't think so. Shall I tell it again? Just but if we cover it, if we've already covered it, then you just edit this out, Brian. Because I'll, I'll wave. Like, I'll start waving like this. Yeah. Cut no. it. Cut. Stop. So my dad was a pilot before he retired. 
So, and this is back in the day. This is pre two thousand and one. So you could, we used to if we, we used to get standby tickets all the time because my dad was a pilot. Like so, we would and we would fly quite a lot. Good park, top park. So we would fly a lot, and sometimes like my brothers and I would fly by ourselves at our parents if we were whatever. Boom, 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 boom. And I can't remember the details of it, but for some reason, my brother Chris and I were flying just from London back up to Glasgow. The plane was full, so pre two thousand and one, they were like, "It's fine. We've got you can have the the crew seats in the cockpit." Mm. So another thing that wouldn't fly these days, huh? yeah, literally wouldn't fly. <laughs> so we are like, ha 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 ha. So we are in the cockpit. I'm behind the captain. Chris is behind the co-pilot, and we have been in the airport, and of course, got myself a pack of hubba bubba chewing gum. Oh yeah. Now, my personal favorite, and this is another one that usually I would not go with the synthetic flavor, but Hubba Bubba had a green apple flavor that, ooh, mm. it just, mm, ah, it was so tangy, yeah. Brian. Yeah, 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 it, was like, yeah. it had like a flavor crystal feeling to mm. it too, right? Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it would get like the taste buds just tingling. Yeah. So what I used to do, and I'm not proud of this, is I would basically eat a full packet of Hubba Bubba green apple in one go. Put it all in the mouth. Just a taste sensation. Just like your whole mouth. God, delicious. I can feel my taste buds are just Yeah, it was like, yeah. I remember that being like, I remember that one in particular had like a very, it was like almost like overwhelming, but in a way that's like you wanted more. It was like a- exactly. Got to get it all in there. Got to get five bits. So I've got this gigantic piece of bubble gum in my mouth. So I, I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm, and I must've been about 12 at this point. I would say 11, 12, maybe 13 tops. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to blow the world's biggest bubble here. I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to do this. The pilots are very nice. They're chatting away to us. I think we must've said, yeah, our dad's a pilot. Like when, when, when a pilot knows you're part of the club, Oh, you're treated like royalty, especially in the 90s. This is that pilot's heyday. So they're treating us like royalty. And they're like, oh, yeah, chatting away to us. Like the, the captain's sort of flying, but he's occasionally putting a head bags, having a chat, but that's very nice, jovial chap. So I'm like, right, fuck it. I'm going to do this. I start blowing what's going to be one of the all-time greatest bubbles. Start blowing. Give it a blow. Give it another blow. Brian, I lose purchase of the bubble gum, Brian. This gigantic wad of bubble gum just <laughs> out it flies, Brian. Out it flies through the air. It arcs through the air in the cabin. Where does it land, Brian? Where does it land? Oh, I'll tell you where it lands, Brian. The captain, have you ever seen Captain O'Connor? They have these gigantic briefcases, they have like these mega big brief my dad used to have one because they've got all their paperwork and they have yeah. like manuals and shit in there holy shit he's got his fucking gigantic briefcase it's brian it's not closed oh. it has one of the flaps of the briefcase <laughs> is up so the briefcase oh is God. half open brian the briefcase is half open this fucking massive ball of bubble gum straight in there brian straight into the fucking briefcase 
the depths of the briefcase, this fucking gigantic ball of apple bubble gum. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I remember Hubba Bubba too. They were like those bricks too, right? They were the bricks. So I mean, yeah, this wasn't, but this was, was a, like a thin, like a bunch of thin slices. This was a wad. No, this was a wad. This was a chewed up wad of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> like the size, in my memory, it's the size of a baby's head. Mm-hmm. But, uh, just fucking arced through there, straight into the briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, what the fuck do I do now? So, you know, if one was a bit older, more mature, you would just tap the captain on the shoulder and say, oh my God, I am absolutely mortified but I have just accidentally spat a wad of bubble gum into your briefcase. <laughs> that would have been the mature decision. What do I decide to do? Just clam up and don't say anything for the oh, rest of the no. Don't say anything. Just in sheer terror that at some point he's going to have to delve into his briefcase for something and <laughs> you know, pull out a file and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, no. Thankfully, he didn't have to delve into the briefcase. And like the moment the plane touched down and it was like the fastest seatbelt signs, I was out of there like fucking greased lightning. Oh. Boom! Bolted out of there. Nightmare. Wow. Holy Absolute shit. Absolute nightmare. That's, That's a, was... defining, a defining moment of my life, Brian. And just, you know, at some point he reached in there. Yes. And just, I wonder, yeah. do you think he, he it hit him? Like, oh, he knew exactly what was that fucking kid but what always got me is that he would think that i was like it was it was like some sort of prank or being like a little mm-hmm. dude like haha i'll get him no sir i couldn't be further from the truth i have nothing but the utmost respect for the pilots of the highways and byways of our land no yeah do you think you think that story went around in in circles and they're like i yeah. Adlington get the little shit. shit. <laughs> spits balls of gum into your briefcase. Watch out for that kid. He spits huge wads of bubble gum into your briefcase. You give him half a chance. Adlington's kid's a real piece of work. <laughs> Those kids are fucking wild. They're running wild. Oh, man. I think oh, I did the same thing, though, where I would just um, – if I got a pack of gum – that wasn't going to last more than like, you know, an hour and a half. Yeah. It's all <laughs> just, going in. I don't know it's if I would do the whole thing in, but I do remember just so putting good. in as much as, as many so pieces. So delicious, as I could. but like so delicious, like yeah. incredibly delicious. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like definitely like it's, it was like brain chemical delicious mm, in the sense yeah, where it was just exactly. like, it was, it was not a flavor that could ever occur naturally. No. And so it just created the sensation that you're just like, it's like, like this kind of ancient trying to sort of absorb this kind of thing. It's sort of like this this sort of ancient reptilian instinct kicks yeah. in and like the reptile part of your brain. More, more, more. Just yeah. stuff more in. Get more in. I yeah. do I do remember one of my friends. <laughs> God. One of my friends, do you remember bubble tape? Mm, right me do a you remember tape. bubble tape? What's bubble tape? Bubble tape was like you would you would have loved it. So it was just like a normal, very bubble gummy tasting. Yeah. I think there was different flavors. I think there was grape. I think there was even sour apple. But it was in like oh, a bowl. Just, yeah, I know bubble tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It came in a container that looked like um, a me- like measuring tape. 
Yes, yes, I'm um, there. And you would sort of clip it closed with different pieces. I had a friend who would just take the <laughs> the whole roll out, just bite it in half, like an apple through all the the layers. Yeah, amazing. I, I think I remember it. opening one once, and then like I said, I was like, "Oh, I'll have a I'll have a piece of this," and it was just bitten in half. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Just do away with the full novelty of it. And it had that like powder on it. it had like sort of yeah. a powder on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that stopped it from sticking to itself because it was so, yeah. Must. And it was like the same, that gum was the same as, did you ever have, I feel like this was probably just an American thing was, um, do you ever have Big League Chew? No, sir. Big League, yeah. Big League Chew was like, it's insane that it was actually a thing because like it was pretty much... <laughs> Packaged like packaged and presented like um, chewing tobacco. So cool. it was like <laughs> it was like a foil bag that yeah. you would like rip the top off of. Like the the, the packaging was exactly like chewing tobacco. Yeah. yeah. And then the gum in it was all just it was pretty much the same as bubble tape, except yeah. it had been like it was just in tiny little strips, like almost like yeah. um like shredded mozzarella cheese, except yeah. just bits of gum, and you just you know you pack it in like yeah, yeah. just pack it in there just. You know, yeah. just spit, just spit into an old spittoon. Yeah, big, big league chew, and it was like, big league chew. To be, uh, yeah, like chewing tobacco that like baseball players would have. Did you still have because when I was little, we still had like candy cigarettes. Did you have that? Was that a thing when you were little? Were they still on sale then? They were like on their way out, but totally they marked so off they show totally. Oh, we loved them. Absolutely mm-hmm. fucking loved them. I can still taste them. I got the taste here. But I used to love them. I used to like swan around smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically started smoking when I was 12, mm-hmm. you know, cause it was like the obvious move. It's the, my, it's the easy step over. Yeah. My friend, my friend, Peter Robin and I used to, we had a, we had a, I think cause his parents smoked as well. My, my mom smoked, my dad didn't smoke. My mom used to smoke. And what we used to do is we would just sneak, like I would sneak one cigarette out for pack, like every two days, just sneak one. And I, I had a little mint box where I would put them in. And then at the weekend, we would basically stay up all night, just like fucking tanning ourselves, just smoking all night. <laughs> when I was like twelve. But but wait, so I mean, I guess if your mom smoked, then like parts of the house just smelled like smoke anyway. So yeah, it wasn't exactly. Look, looking back on this, I have many questions as to why mm-hmm. we were never discovered. Yeah. To be and also, it wasn't enjoyable. We would always end up like vomiting because we would smoke so much because we were twelve, and we were like. Or we would stay up all night, but we would stay up as late as we could. And sometimes, again, I think my dad must have been away working because my mom, I'm like, what the fuck? I think maybe we would do the thing of like, oh, can we sleep? Can we sleep in the living room? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm like 12. It's not a bit young anyway. There we go. But we were just like fucking smoke, 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 smoke. And I presume that it was just because the house smelled of cigarettes anyway. Mm-hmm. She never asked any questions about it. We were never asked about it. I feel like... Even like it, I feel like in the states, smoking really started tailor. Like I mean, it was obviously huge, but like yeah. by the time I was a kid, it was there was like a lot of stuff in place yeah. to basically say like stop smoking. But I feel like a lot of people that I know from like yeah. the UK or just like different different places in Europe, like smoking sort of held on a lot. Like, like now. Yeah, I think it held on longer. I think it did. I think now though, no. I mean, even in the UK, I don't know anybody that smoked. Like. Mm-hmm. don't know anybody that smokes isn't that weird isn't that funny that now 
suddenly like i met isabel because she asked me for a cigarette that's yeah. how we met yeah. and now like we don't we never smoke just don't just don't smoke don't you know and we have got one friend who doesn't live here anymore but she smoked but that's it that's like that's yeah. fucking it nobody smokes yeah doesn't yeah. happen anymore doesn't happen and i'm also you're probably not you're probably a bit too young but i was in that cusp where you would go to bars and it was still smoke, like the the, the yeah. cutoff when people when you stopped smoking in bars, because it used to be gross. Like you would, but I would smoke in a bar, but you would come home fucking stinking, like you would yeah. stink coming home from a bar. But then I remember somebody saying to me, "Yeah, but the problem is now we can all just you can just smell farts. It just smells like sweat and fart, <laughs> like stale beer and shit." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know what? I actually I went to. Um, What's it called? I I went to school in Pennsylvania, and you were actually still allowed to smoke in bars in Pennsylvania oh, okay. when I was like when I was in in college. So yeah, I don't. I actually think that now that's changed. But they had these. Um, it was allowed as long as you had these. Uh, it was like this machine. You had okay. to have this machine that like so that it like sucked the smoke in. But like I mean, it only worked so well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I remember that I would used to I would go to the this one bar. It was called the Dallas Tap and Grill in Dallas, Ooh. Pennsylvania. But I would go there with my friend Jess, and she smoked. But like we would be sitting at the bar, and like you know we'd be hanging out and whatever, and we'd leave. And I remember just having to take my coat and like hang it somewhere, yeah, because yeah, it yeah. just would reek. It was just it was just like, stink. oh yeah, yeah. man, it was yeah, intense. We, We'd go to the the Dallas uh, Dallas Tap and Grill uh, Tap and Bar Tap and Grill, I think, for what they called Yings and Wings on oh. Tuesdays or Wednesdays, which was Yingling and, and Wings for cheap. Yingling, I haven't Yingling. thought about Yingling in a long time. I love Yingling. Yingling is one like my one of my favorite, just like uh, kind of just like most normal cheap beers. Do you see it here? Have you seen? I've never seen it here. I feel like I've never seen it. Yeah, they don't. They don't. I don't think they have any West Coast distribution because they're they're actually they're based in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. I think like Pottsville, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Okay. Pottstown, Pottsville. I haven't thought about Yingling in about six years. I love Yingling. It's a good beer. Sure, quality straightforward beer. lager. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's a. What is it? It's a. Um, you know what makes it a little bit different too is that it's a a lot of American beers are like a weird hybrid mm. thing, whereas that one is like a lager. It's a Vienna lager, which is like a pre-prohibition beer. Ah, okay. So it tastes like I don't know. To me, it tastes a bit better than like a Budweiser or something. That's like this. I think those yeah. are American Pilsners, or I can't remember what it is, but I don't know. I think I think Yingling's a little bit better. Okay. Sure. I'll go along with that. That's what I think. Why not? Now, in LA, are people, because I feel like in San Diego, people really are fucking beer snobs. But in it, like, but mm -hmm. everywhere, everything, even in Target, they're kind of beer snobs. Is it the same in LA? Are people fucking annoying about beer? I feel like it's kind of tapered off a bit. I feel like that's like, it's less of a thing just because the whole, I think the whole craft beer thing really came to a head and it's now like everything is essentially that. Yeah. So yep. I think like overall, there's just more selections of stuff now, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah. But I got to say, I've kind of fallen off on most of it just because I just I just don't drink. Uh, I, no. I really haven't been drinking much beer as of late. I, I've, I've no. kind of turned into a wine a wine guy now. 
Oh, oh thought yeah. Gonna, thought you were going to say methylated spirits there for a second. Mm. But no. Yeah, that's just a Saturday. Um, what wines are you drinking, Brian? Please tell me. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Pinot Noir. Just that's you know, and then I, nice. I've been classy, uh, classy. I've been sort of getting into some more French wines now. I'm a oh. I'm a the Bordeaux. Uh, Bordeaux. Uh, I like wine from the Rhone era. Uh, area. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Zone, the Rhone zone. The Rhone zone. What do you yeah. call it? Is would it be? There's Rhone? a coat. There's a coat de Rhone. It's very nice. Mm. Which my parents used to have a mad neighbor when they lived in France who always used to say, "If in doubt, if you're not sure, get a coat de Rhone because they're all. It's always good. It's always going to be like." It's not going to be amazing, but it's going to be good. So that's what I always go on. Cote de Rhone, if you're not sure. Cote de Rhone. But yeah. I don't really, I, but me, I've, my full like transition into an old man, I can't really drink wine because I get terrible stomach acid, Brian. Mm, terrible yeah. stomach acid. It's my issue with coffee as well. Beer, I don't. I, I don't really drink very often, but if I'm going to drink, I just usually have a beer because my poor old tum tum, Brian, I just mm. can't take the wine. It's a damn shame. Can't stomach. It's a damn shame. Can't, literally can't stomach it. Yep. What can I say? A sad story. Um, sad stories for sad times. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We're just about over an hour. So it's, yeah. uh, I think we've got we got a lot in. We got a lot we in. We did. We fit a lot in. Now I have made a decision this week, Brian. To I'm going to start ghosting myself up i've already been i was reading some of uh peter Arcroyd's wonderful the english ghost mm-hmm. book trying to see some juicy stories in there there was good stories but nothing worthwhile i felt of, sure. um talking about in the pod but I'm, I'm i've decided i'm gonna start listening to this the actively spooky ghost pods in the hope of sort of what's the word i'm looking for sorts of manifesting mm-hmm. a paranormal incident by spooking myself out so that I'm just on complete hyper edge. So therefore, um, I will, yeah, manifest a ghostly incident. Yeah. I don't want to tell you your job, Brian, but maybe you could try doing the same thing, like really yeah. freak yourself out so you could really try and get something going here. Yeah, um, good. I think I think I could I could do with some more spookiness in my life to, yeah. sort of, to evoke it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Conjure something really nasty. It doesn't, need, it doesn't need to be nasty. Nah, I take that back. It doesn't need to be nasty. Just spooky. Just spooky. Just spooky enough. Yeah, just spooky enough. Just the right side of spooky. Um, yeah, so that's my promise. Um, still no 14 times. Yeah, I was literally just looking at right before I got on, I was I was just kind of going through all my uh emails looking to see if i got anything additional or well i wrote i don't know i wrote to them and they've now pushed back so they've as so we started i started paying i paid for the subscription in november they've pushed that back to december so i get an extra month of subscription Mm -hmm. so write to them and tell them yeah because they did like you know what when i fixed my because you told me that they had screwed up your address so then i checked mine was screwed up too so then i sent them an email and they specifically said mine the, the first episode I would get would be in December. Yeah. We're yeah, now almost yeah. done with January. I think yeah. it's, it's time. Yeah. It's time yeah. to send that email. Yep. 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 So that's all. Every day I wake up and I look at myself in the mirror and I say, today's the day to send the email. Today's the day. 
to do. Just in general. There's nothing like, I, I'm a big fan of doing this, of like putting off a task that at best is going to take 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And putting even it off less. For like, even less. I'm putting it off for like six, seven months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like my real speciality. Anything that's like a bit of ad, admin, life ad, admin. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I can't do it today. I couldn't possibly do it. Oh, no, 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 no. No chance. No chance. None. Zero. Anyway. I am the exact same way. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So anyway, let's all, and I would appreciate if the listeners wouldn't mind crossing their fingers right now and hope that the 14 times comes this week because I think we it's going to be a bad material. We need we that need. material. <laughs> okay. Well, it's another Oh Wow Ghosts in the Oh Wow books. Yes. How's I that? Want to say, that was amazing. I want to say it's an Oh Wow Ghosts goodbye from me. And uh, fuck off from me. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Uh, goodbye from me as well. Brian. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. He's not. <laughs>